all damn night. Welcome to this episode of All Damn Night. I am your host, Brandon Richardson, joined so kindly as always by... Oh, most humbly, Sean, resident expert. Thank you, thank you. I had to resort from... uh, uh, some I had to refrain from some kind of like uh, culturally insensitive innuendo there with the uh, oh I see what you're saying crossed hands you gotta watch in this day and age like even well, if it sounds funny in your head it might be a little, a little I don't want to get canceled I was I was thinking like a Yoda can't have it can't have it it wouldn't have been funny whatever no, there's nothing it was a Yoda see so you're nothing saying it backwards funny. I'll tell you what I was gonna say like have you ever seen the you're being actually, funny right now. You're being funny right now. There's a Simpsons episode where they're making fun of uh, Krusty for being so racist because he like goes on and does an impersonation impersonation of a or impression whatever of a of a Japanese people of of a Japanese person and like who's racist now? Yeah, right. Exactly. It's in like this from an episode from the '90s, but the whole gag is like he's he he does this like crossed hands thing or a kind of bowing thing like you did there and he it's so uh he says like ah so ah so and everyone's just like oh in the audience, no. like everyone in the audience is just shocked and appalled and he yeah. doesn't understand why and this is like 1995 right oh my god great I, I want, i'm, it I'm is, trying uh, to figure out the connection between me being racist and being humble there doesn't have to be one anymore my friend all you gotta do you just gotta make sure you watch your ass or you're gonna get canceled next that's all i gotta tell you i wash my ass and i got people watching you dude we're we're looking to cancel you i'll tell you that really Uh uh-huh uh-huh so be mind your p's and q's dude (laughs) hashtag cancel sean we're with a cancel sean army dude oh geez oh so with cat what terribly unfortunate what ending uh, ter- was canceled yeah well that, thank uh, you for coming it's been absolutely. a good episode yeah so check out our instagram and uh yeah I'll tell you one <laughs> thing friend that <laughs> intro couldn't have gone any smoother so we'll slide right into the episode now and if you haven't seen the show before what we usually do <laughs> is uh, uh we're a music history show we <laughs> delve into different parts of music history and our last episode episode oh my god I, that was so good okay i swear yeah i think uh we've gotten a lot of good feedback about it so we wanted to yeah. tag this uh concert companion onto it, it. it was uh i want to i want to um just give a shout out to these guys uh this channel subscribe to us uh i didn't check them out but the pemberton boys oh hell yeah pemberton boys mm-hmm. big shout out yeah so uh thank you for subscribing and uh you're the lucky winner for this week you get nothing the most metal gift of all <laughs> so uh, if you uh yeah if you haven't seen the show before uh we kind of dive into parts of music history and what we dove into last time was actually kind of our second foray into the world of narco corridos which are uh, yeah. the the music behind basically the mexican-american drug war i think it's a, it's a pretty succinct way to sum it up right I don't know if it's just Mexican American anymore. I think it's just the drug war of. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, geographically, right? Like the border yeah, of the border, Mexico yeah. and America yeah. is where a lot of that music is based around. But yes, yeah. and, and like a lot of like from central up to northern Mexico. But certainly, yeah, lots of lots of uh, uh, trafficking of all kinds comes up from South America to our border. Yeah. It was a great episode. Definitely got to check it out. Um, one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, um, I think we did. It was a good um, kind of, it goes under underappreciated, I think, the level of like, just fuck. It was a hard episode to do because it's so violent. It's so fucked yeah. up and it's happening right there. Right, like right, it, it kinda, you know, right, yeah. right there. It, it, it kind of even makes you feel bad for like smoking swag back in the day. Not that and it, I was going to say, it's like yeah. a lot. And I'm talking right. colloquial, like we mean, right. I'm talking, uh, I mean what I'm going to say in like a collective sense and not just you and I or just people we know, but it's like kind of, it's kind of like our fault. Yeah. Oh, it's for like, sure. You know what I mean? Like as Americans, it is. Yeah, exactly. Fault. It's fucked. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not a political, it's not like, we don't mean that in like a pol- particularly like, we don't mean that as like part of a political party. Right. It's like our whole country, like it's our, our like incessant drive for drugs yeah, um, of all kinds, like has fueled all of this. And it's, N- it's nobody's insane. paying, nobody's, nobody's paying 
three hundred dollars an eight ball for the Coke in uh, Nicaragua. You know right. What I mean? yeah. It's yeah. not happening. So it, it's it's Americans' fault because you know maybe. And again, this might change in the near future, but maybe it's because the American dollar is so strong, uh, quote unquote. But uh, oh, wait for our crypto episode, friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is gonna be fun. But it, yeah, as Americans, we we are the reason why a lot of these countries even produce drugs. Um, not only that, it's gotten to the point where China is getting involved in um, production in Mexico. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think they've been involved. I think, you know, it's now coming to light, but I think they've been involved for well over two yeah, decades. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. yeah but sure. yeah, you're right. Absolutely. But, but it's, absolutely. Not, it's not the, uh, it's not the, um, well, obviously heroin, but, but it's not the, um, um, like now what, now it's like the speed and the ecstasy and stuff like that. It, it fentanyl, uh, yeah. as far as the, the heroin <laughs> goes and then yeah. uh, methamphetamine, obviously on the, yeah. And then lots of other like smart drugs that they're starting to figure out ways to manufacture and, and distribute. So it's um yeah, there yeah, used like, to be there used to be a shop. I don't know if you're familiar with downtown um, Austin, Texas. I am and listeners, Brandon and listeners, but uh, they're on the on the uh, the drag, which is UT's mm-hmm. main main drag there, the street that runs through campus. There's a bunch of shops and everything. There used to be an actual storefront where you could buy bath salts and fake weed. Right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week it would get shut down and then the chemist would put out a new batch of bath salts and fake weed, quote unquote, and they would open back up because it wasn't even illegal. It was just a compound that nobody had ever synthesized before. Well, yeah, and I think it goes to that certainly goes to show like how draconian and ill thought out our drug policies are right right and and when you i think everyone here i think our point we don't have like a political point to make other than to say and we're we're not trying to beat people over the head and say america americans you're at fault you bunch of fucking druggies that's not the point it's to be aware of what's happening and why it might be happening and it's not even to tell you to stop doing drugs no, they're just no. there's probably a better way to do it than to, than to do it under yeah. the auspices of the sort of Damocles of the drug war. I think we I think or maybe our ultimate point is that this drug war is a disaster on both sides. And we've really yeah. only covered the side um, as far we only covered one side largely of that of the border, let's say, like because there's yeah. also the toll <laughs> that it's taken on the inner cities specifically, but uh, certainly also in rural communities. But uh, the majority, right, in the in the rural, in the uh, inner cities, it's taken a terrible toll in America. Well, though that the amount of people is killed, the amount of people is put in the jail. So yeah, the the street level of the narcotics trade is dispensable, Uh, and the street user is also dispensable. Uh, But one thing I wanted to mention, and and uh, oftentimes paying the highest price in this thing. Yes, uh, for sure. Especially as far further you go north, um, the more and and more cut the product becomes. Uh, I don't. I'm not an expert here, but um, one thing I do want to mention is that this war on drugs may be coming to an end soon. Um, I forget which university it was, but they got federal approval for funding for uh, research in psilocybin and OCD patients. And sure. I, I forget what which university it was, but there, there are thousands and thousands of people out there that live by these kind of psychedelics. And uh, they, they really do have real world benefits. Sure. Um, it's just the, the problem is, is that in the 60s, in the, I guess in the 60s and 70s, when the hippie movement and things like that, um, these, these drugs and these psychedelics were associated with the counterculture, and it was against the narrative. And now they're, they, they're immediately uh, banned from medical uh, trials, and they have no medical use whatsoever. But it's not true. You know, uh, people out there can benefit from some of these natural uh, and or synthesized uh, uh, chemicals. I mean, one interesting point would be that if you look at the uh, the uh, 
the narcot narcotics in this country are federally scheduled, they would call it, like schedule right. one, two, and three. Right. Right. Uh, I think it's marijuana that I believe is schedule one because it doesn't currently have any federally recognized medicinal benefits. While, medicinal benefits, yeah. Right, while cocaine yeah. and heroin would be technically schedule two drugs because they well, do have yeah. some. Right? You can and go to a doctor and get heroin. And, and cocaine too, like yeah. liquid cocaine is used in- You can also get meth, yeah. The, the, if you want, yeah, you know some good doctors. Well, it's Ritalin. Sure, yeah, I'm just being funny, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I mean, you're not funny, it, man. It's not, not just funny. Ritalin, right? Like, you could say that's Adderall, <laughs> that's uh, New Vigil, that's all right. sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. um, we're and then we started playing the game of like what is and what is not a drug. I think there's a lot of potential for the maybe even the war on drugs to evaporate, but you won't see the cartels evaporate anytime soon no. because well, the, it's a it's whack-a-mole you got yeah. it you got it yeah. exactly yeah and they already yeah. have they're going uh, into uh, oil they're going like, largely into human yeah. trafficking yeah that's what ed calderon is, is the guy who i i i sided with in my character form uh for the episode we just did um on um the, the most recent episode on in our, in our narcos, yeah. And what he's saying is that, you know, it's not about drugs anymore. Now they've moved to yeah. human trafficking. Yeah. Right. You can human get, you can get oil. 10 times more money to move a person across the line yep. than you can a plant. Absolutely. So Absolutely. My, why wouldn't they do that? Yeah. So you would say certainly the cartels and the lifestyle kind of built around them, it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. And a lot of the things that we talked about in the episode in that episode was how the music is kind of shaped by the cartels and for the cartels and depending yeah. on, on where you are, which cartel rules, what, what, what area, but really kind of the, the genesis for all this goes back to one guy. And we talked about him a little in the episode and alluded that we were going to you know do a concert companion with him, And he's kind of a, a one man, um, you know, summation of all the stuff that we're talking about he he wasn't necessarily a major drug runner himself but became involved in this um music that became kind of embroiled in this lifestyle or in this reputation that ultimately ended up in his death and what we're going to watch tonight i think what's important here is we're going to watch something that maybe takes are you familiar you ever heard that the 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 quote I don't, I don't do a lot of Stalin quotes, but he's right about this one. <laughs> he said, a million deaths is a, is a statistic and one death is a tragedy. So people will, yeah, you can okay. tell people yeah. that a million people died and it's like, oh, that's, that sucks. That's terrible. But if you show well, them the one person yeah. that did die, it's like, it's oh, kinda, shit. It's kind of like when you, show, when you put, show the child the, the split in the train tracks where you have 10 people tied to the track over here one person tied to the track over the here and they have to be in charge of flipping the switch to decide which one gets squashed by the train like it doesn't that matter was an easy one for me i was just like well which one's gonna pay me well yeah well, right oh man i wish i had thought of that yeah exactly no yeah. but yeah exactly it's it's a it's it's a we kind of have in who we're going to talk about tonight is chilino sanchez who's famous for being kind of this self-fulfilling prophecy and in a lot of ways, he was one of the first music stars to die a violent death that coincided. Like he, he was Tupac before Tupac. Like his death happened about five years before Tupac and Biggie and a lot of these other like major music stars that we lost violently and that were associated with kind of like a rough lifestyle. He was doing the exact same thing, just a different type of music and about, you know, two hours south. LA. Yeah, but Cholino didn't go to Juilliard. You know what I'm saying? No, no, certainly not. Yeah, he was he more actually. Yeah, you're right. He, he more Cholino was product forced, of of that forced. Yeah, like he, he had no he, choice. Well, what happened with Cholino? So who we're going to talk about tonight is Cholino Sanchez, and he was born Rosalino Sanchez Felix in uh, El Guayabo, Sinaloa, Mexico, on the 30th of August, 1960, and he basically grew up like a farmer's kid right right like and farming up there often entails marijuana or poppy farming just because that's how you make a living that's what yeah. is the crop of value 
So he did some of that growing up and then eventually ended up moving to LA and he did some like City small time. And at the time it was like, if, you know, that's still how it is. Like it's one of the closest big cities to Sinaloa that you can go and make a living. Like you can go get started there, find work and then start, you know, working your way up the, the proverbial ladder. Right. right. Well, there's also a lot of job opportunities there. And you're going to make yeah. infinitely more money that you can oftentimes those guys will send home. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a pretty, especially in the, in the you know, early, early eighties, it's, it's a pretty good opportunity. So he goes there, yeah. he starts working. He's also working um, and then gets married, has a son. Um, then, and he's kind of like doing music on the side. And then even like, he, he was kind of like writing, but people didn't really, they thought he was kind of rough. And he did some uh, recording that even like his wife is known to have like kind of poked fun at him. Like you're not a very good singer. Cause he had this like really well, rough. She, she wouldn't be a good wife if she didn't tell the truth. Right. We ended up paying a lot of money for her though. Like he ended well, up, I mean, he ended up, like, she ended up killed. Well, he, he certainly, but he ended up becoming his, that style that she was kind of poking fun at when you hear it. She's not wrong. It's pretty raw, right? But it ended up becoming very popular because real. Like it was the same reason that, yeah. like, you know, NWA became popular because it's like yeah, or gangster like, rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real. And um, so he is there any is there any like European European version of that? That's a good question. And I'm sure there so. is, but I'm, I'm I can't think of anything. Right? I yeah. mean, you might be right. If there is, let us know. That's a good question. I don't know yeah. who like the um, European version of that would be. It's, yeah, hmm. but interesting. Be that yeah. as it may, yeah, interesting. Um, Chilino became basically the dude. He didn't necessarily create narco corridos, but he started like. Well, really we didn't talk. First... We didn't talk about what a narco corrido is. Right. Well, so if you haven't heard the first episode, what a corrido yeah. is is like a is a essentially you could say latin american but very more specifically like mexico and mexico it, it, it does apply like throughout the latin world but like in this context specifically like mexican folk songs like yeah like, of telling stories what? of especially the central to northern mexican area with the with the uh, history there whether it be revolutionary or agricultural or social political whatever was johnny cash folk uh, yeah i mean mm-hmm. in, in the strict definition of it yeah folk is just like of the people right like okay. of the music of yeah. the people so maybe like john denver or something like that you would say like if you had to compare him to anybody honestly if i had to compare him to anybody i'd say like ice tea really maybe like ice tea can bob combined with like bob dylan okay or maybe you're right like johnny cash is actually really good actually johnny cash is a good kind of like he's like johnny cash uh, kind of like outlaw known guy uh, just very not fancy like he doesn't have a fancy delivery yeah. very sparse kind of uh, spartan-esque delivery but he becomes is it true that he never wrote popular. a song in his life he wrote a bunch of songs and then he was selling he was selling um uh you mean chilino right elvis uh not elvis johnny cash no, Johnny Cash wrote a bunch. Of, he wrote a fair amount of songs. He wrote he wrote Folsom. He did. Okay, yeah, he wrote Folsom. Yeah, okay, he wrote so a that's one songs. No, Johnny wrote, right, Johnny so wrote. A, it was Elvis that never wrote any songs. Yeah, Elvis. Yeah, Elvis yeah, never, never wrote, wrote any, any yeah. songs. Yeah. Um, let's see. But he was kind of he was kind of a singer for the people. I think of like Elvis or like Tom Jones. This guy, or like honestly, Sammy dude, Davis, or like or the Rat Chilino, Pack or Chilino something Chilino like that. Was certainly familiar with Elvis. Okay. A lot of his like stage presence, even his look, like look at the guy. He doesn't not look like Elvis, right? Like <laughs> I'm not saying he looks exactly like Elvis, but he doesn't well, not there, look there's like a him. lot less fringe in uh, rhinestones. But if you just oh. like you know what I'm saying, like he's a put together looking, cool looking rock star looking guy. Like he definitely yeah. has the dark hair jawline kind of he could t- and his stage presence isn't like um nece- necessarily reminiscent of like mick jagger it's definitely more reminiscent of a of an elvis with like 
kind of like walking around the stage more than running around yeah. stuff like, like that. later later in the career elvis yeah 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 you could tell there's <laughs> so, you know what do you think it's <clears throat> like anything else there he's not copying but you and i'm certainly sure he's probably doesn't have like an elvis collection at home but you can tell yeah. that he's like familiar with him at least you know kind of tangentially but What's so he went on to be status? like uh, go ahead i was just saying like, he just went on to be chilino blew the fuck up like chilino went from selling yeah tape well, yeah, on the back of his car to like that's exactly my my question is uh what what's his social status you know like or it, until he's an actual narco corrido is he, is he is he known at all no yeah so he was uh as far as like being a star he mm-hmm. was kind of like uh shunned at first like what's like first they laugh at you first they laugh and then they kind of shunned him and then they what kind of music did he selling. play before he got hired it by was, the cartels all this type of stuff. And he wasn't necessarily hired just exclusively to work for the cartels. He would just kind of pump one more than the other, or maybe like talk one up a little bit more than the other. Okay. So like, he's not like a contractor for the cartels. It's just so that, like, maybe he was like, he would say something good and then like get a tip from yeah, yeah, yeah. one cartel or okay. like maybe maybe be get a tip to say something good, but it doesn't mean like, okay. he works for them. He's still like, okay he doesn't he's not an employee of the cartel he's just okay a, so he's like a good bartender it'd be like a guy that they hired to <clears throat> to come and put tile in their floor he's a guy that they hired to write a song about them right like he's just another guy that did some work for them he's not like okay. an actual cartel member but right. he becomes kind of the face of this whole right raw, real thing. yeah movement and like he goes from literally selling his tapes out of the back of his trunk that were like hand labeled and stuff to he's doing one of those things kind of like a walk the line moment like he had this like big kind of day in the studio and then that record really kind of broke through and then within i mean we're talking months he's like blowing up and then he does a big set uh he does like a he has a, a couple of like kind of minor run-ins because he's always just kind of like a macho guy right like he's like certainly not one to back down from a lot of challenges so he gets into minor scrapes on the way he has a 19 and he plays in coachella in 1992 on december excuse me january 25th 1992 chilino uh was hired to sing at los arcos i swear i'm pronouncing that right right los arcos in uh the desert city of coachella so it doesn't sound like I think the way I had to read this a couple of times to get it, but it's not the Coachella <laughs> festival. It's the yeah, town of Coachella. Okay. Yeah. But he, uh, during well, his Californians took a lot from Mexico. So <laughs> it's been, it's been a, uh, a trade-off I would say like throughout their uh, long and storied history. I think that would be yeah. undeniable. No um, offense, man, but I think, yeah, it would certainly be a trade-off. Uh, <laughs> 400 people were in attendance of which seven to 10 people were reportedly shot. And there was like a, a gun battle there. Basically, like basically they had like a firefight after Chilino about, I think, let's see, a guy jumped up on stage and began firing a pistol at Chilino. And then Chilino pulled out a gun and shot the guy. And they, like, the guy the is playing the show with a gun on him. On him. Yeah. Which oh is another gosh. like Elvis move. Elvis always yeah. carried a gun. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. There was a local man, 20-year-old Claudio Rene Carranza was killed. And then a couple of members of Chileno's group were hit. So like, this is just, imagine this happening like at your local hip hop show. That's fucking crazy. And like at a, at a country concert. I've worked, I've worked South by. This stuff does happen. But if like, yeah, so that would be a hell of a South by for fucking ten people to get shot in one night. Well, you know, maybe there's no guns at South by. Yeah, but, this is, this I mean, shit's hitting the fan every fucking show. So. But it gets even crazier to something that actually, like, neither of us have ever seen. We've never seen, in person at least, a performer essentially receive their own death notice. Right, right. While yeah. they're on stage. Hmm. And it's a little macabre, I guess, what we're going to watch tonight. But well, we wanted to what, show it because of the precisely because of the the, the the Stalin thing, where it's like this is the one death that will might kind of illuminate it into the the tragedy that it really is. That's like 
you're going to see something here that has happened, what do we say, 600,000 times now, basically. Someone is going to realize that they are going to die at yeah. the hands of cartel violence. And then very shortly thereafter, they're going to die at the hands of cartel violence. Yeah. And it's hard to conceptualize that on like a 600,000 person level, right? But you can do that when you see a video of it happening in real time to somebody right. whose story you're now familiar you with. Can, and you can literally see this guy's face as he reads his death note. Yeah, yeah, you've oh you've seen this before. I mean, full disclosure, we had some like like technical problems basically, and and had to re-record this. So you've seen this before. I've seen the what video. What did you think yeah. seeing it? Like, how does it strike you when you see it? Um. It, he was obviously under control of somebody that that he didn't know. Um, he couldn't. He didn't know who was there, uh, who was calling the shots. But I mean, he's he obviously terrified, right? Like, yeah. Um, the fact that I, the fact that he uh, continued and ended the yeah. song, the concert. That was the beginning the of the concert. concert. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I didn't realize that. So he that was the first song of the concert. And then he has to play the whole yes. show. He has to play okay. the whole show. So I imagine that the note said uh, something along the lines of, all right, so finish the concert or your your kid's dead and your wife's dead. They found like the that. note. I No, no, they didn't find the note later. I don't believe they did find that note. But I mean, I just feel bad for the guy because, well, on the other hand, I don't. Um, but let's start with the sympathy. I think Chilino's the guy you should feel bad for because it yeah. wasn't, he wasn't perfect. I, I think like he had no clue exactly what he was getting into here. Right. I, I think, think, this, I this think went, he just wanted to play North music. On, yeah. And this, this, was, this was his outlet and that's what he got into. And this went zero to 60 in a fucking hurry. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there are influential people out there and really, really uh, violent individuals. And if you mess with them, you're going to get fucked up. Um, you just kind of got to learn that the hard way. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's no doubt to that. And My, I have, I have this uncle um, and I don't agree with him. Uh, yes or no. Uh, but what he says, uh, my uncle Jeff, is that he has no sympathy for people who live in hurricane zones when the hurricane strikes. We certainly are not not necessarily yeah. agreeing with Uncle Jeff. Right. Yes, right. We are not, not agreeing. No. All night. Right. But but you know, like, oh my God, like, come on, there's there's got to be something you can do to mm -hmm. not no, get, get yourself murdered. Yes. Yeah. I, I get that, and I and I, I agree yeah. with you, and I think you're. Yeah. Um, it certainly, yeah, if you would exercise more prudence and as like a husband and father, not to be fucking patronizing about it, but it's like, dude, you were 31. It's like, certainly can you around our that? age, we're like, can you repeat yeah, that? By the quick? time I was, I was uh, he's around our age, his uh, early 30s, and <laughs> so old enough to know that, like, yeah, you shouldn't go, um, there's no need to poke the bear if you don't have to, especially if yeah. you have a wife and kids. Yeah. Like, um, I think why not just do the club scene? Like, is it, you know, I'm, but uh, then again, maybe, maybe life was that hard for Trillino that he yeah, had to, it. he had to take that risk in order to support his family. Right. I guess my point would be like, you don't, you want to be real careful not to uh, take that risk too much. He's an example of someone who unfortunately stepped over that line, but we're not, you know in the slightest poo-pooing the uh the difficulty of the circumstances there yeah and i think you also want to be careful there because it's like you're not trying to be patronizing and say uh that everyone that lives there has this terrible horrible life but there yeah. is this clear and present problem with violence and with public policy that um you know, needs to be fixed and it needs to be right. fixed in an yeah. expedited manner. And, and you know, if, if you don't have a car, if you don't have a good paying job, how the fuck are you going to leave? You know what I mean? So, and, it's or if you like, don't, 
you know, you could say, well, then why you don't want to don't 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 grow marijuana then if you don't want to be involved in the drug trade. It's like, yeah, but fucking corn ain't selling this year. Right. 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 I have to eat. So I have to grow this because I need money. Yeah. So it's certainly not a, um, a black and white or completely linear situation. Uh, right. But your point is well taken. Yeah, that, you know. But with, my point, my point good. really is, is if you're that talented, Jolino, then maybe yeah. you could, maybe you could branch out into a different genre. Or maybe you wouldn't have to, you know, call yeah. out the specific cartel and make them so angry. We're, we're seeing like, yeah. it basically it, it is, like I said, a real harbinger of what's to come with both yeah. Biggie and Tupac specifically, where you're just like, you guys, neither of you guys are like you said, Tupac went to fucking Juilliard. Like, right. You're not a street kingpin. No, go make art. Like that's exactly what you want yeah. these guys to do. And it's the yeah. same thing with Chilino. And that unfortunately didn't happen. And you're, what you're seeing is not, um, you know, some, Bonehead, you're seeing a, a very thoughtful, sensitive guy who was taking what he thought to be the best course for him and his family. But it's a also Mexico's not a fucking third world country. They no. are very they're they're amazing people, and they're oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they're rich and you know it's beautiful history and art and all kinds of stuff. So I mean, no, just no it, question here or no the, uh, no argument here. Yeah, the fact that someone would think so low i don't know the paycheck must have been really good that's all i'm saying i think it, it certainly was yeah, yeah. and i think it's uh, we're gonna, what we're going to see ultimately is we're going to watch a, a tragedy unfold on the um micro scale i guess you could say or the very personal scale and maybe give everyone kind of a, a taste some kind of scope for exactly what it is that happens there every single day and has been happening for honestly close to half a century now at least 30 years at least 30 years there's parts in texas and arizona that that's still happening the same way texas arizona california colorado yeah uh, uh, yeah absolutely and that's just the american states right then like sinaloa juarez uh, 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 baja it's it's what, what is El Paso? El Paso is what? That's why I refer to it as the Mexican American drug wars because yeah. we're talking about how it has ravaged those two countries specifically here. Yeah, it, you know what's so funny though? It's like I look out my my window right now, and what I'm seeing is basically what a Mexican listener is seeing right now when they look out there. Certainly, window. yeah, in northern Mexico, right, right, yeah. yeah. When it's I so watch, crazy. Uh, when yeah. I was watching it, I watched a lot of OG Shadow, a channel like who is at odds with Ed Calderon, unfortunately. But I think yeah. another good no, source. I, of I get it. I get it. And you know, there's there's a whole whole nother episode to talk about that point specifically. Sure. Yeah. But that being said, uh, OG Shadow does most of his videos or did most of them. I think he's moved now, but from his his place in northern Mexico. And yeah, most of the time I was like, damn, like that. Seems is like that my can, backyard yeah, a lot of times because it's just like it's very it's this you know hours apart it's not very far right driving distance yeah yeah, but yeah, yeah 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 it's it's certainly um and it's it's just like you said the point being one of those it's one of those things that is happening not just to us but to our neighbors and and to our neighbors neighbors and so on and so forth certainly yeah and uh it is all too often, I think, uh, becomes something that we just let kind of play in the background without really thinking about it. And so hopefully this will personalize things a little bit and give you a, an appreciation for the strength, tenacity, and artis- artisanal uh, prowess of... Uh, oh, wow. Oh, prowess, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, what, what do we... We pulled up and make sure we, we all have the same video. We, you, well, we have uh, 70 million views. That's yeah, video incredible. Here, so. We're going to be listening to or watching the video from Discos Musart. They have 961 subscribers, so we'll jack those numbers up for them. It has 70 million views. It is titled Chilino Sanchez Alma Enamorada in Vivo. Yeah. Um, 961,000 subscribers. And this is going to be what we're going to watch right now is Chilino Sanchez's 
last show. So this is the 15th of May, 1992, four months after the Coachella incident we talked about. Uh, Chilino is performing at the Salon Bu... This is a tough one for me. Salon Bugambilias in Culiacan. Where are you reading this? Here? I have the article pulled up here. This oh, is from, okay. The specific uh, little snippet we're going to use is from Wikipedia. I'd like to hear from our uh, Mexican listeners here. Ray, I'm pointing you out. Um, but um, is, is Chilino Sanchez still a topic of conversation? Like, is this a thing that you guys, like, is he a martyr? Like, what's the deal here? Like, it's, I don't know. It seems like he's at least like known. I've, yeah, let's see. Like, I'd love to hear from you guys. A lot of my, a lot of my friends back home, like I'm from the Central Valley in California. And a lot of my friends are first generation Mexican immigrants or my friends back home. And right. they're, yeah, me, like their parents. Same thing with me here in Austin. Yeah. Certainly seem like they're, I don't know that the guys our age are super into Chilino Sanchez, but it seemed like their parents absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. All right. But this is um, 1992. He is on stage and he's going to be given a note. What you're going to see here is he's going to be given a note telling him, I don't know, I, I, I'm kind of dubious on whether they found it. And other research I've done, it said that they didn't find the note, but apparently, certainly the note says in some form or fashion, he is going to die when he's done performing. Although he's pretty freaked out, he carries right along and finishes the show. And it is... I had a different opinion. I thought it was more violent than that. I thought it was like you're gonna die if you don't finish the show. No, you your very well may have die. Yeah. yeah, they never found the note that I know of. So right. it, it very well may have said that something akin to that. Um, but after the show, after midnight, Chilino drove away from the club with two of his brothers, a cousin, and then several young women. They pulled. They were pulled over by a group of armed men in Chevy Suburbans, and the men were like dressed up like cops but they weren't and they told Chilino that their commandant wanted to see him Chilino agreed and he got into one of their cars and the others followed behind that car at 6 a.m the day after on the 16th of May 1992 two farmers found Chilino's body in an irrigation canal near highway 15 how highway 15 near the neighborhood of Los Loreyes in Culiacan he was what's the highway that uh what's the highway that goes from Texas to uh, Argentina. Arch- that might be, dude, that might be this one. It's It goes by different names on the way down, though, right? I'm not sure. Because it, it's not, it's like the 35, right? But Is it's it not the, the longest road in Mexico. the world? Yeah, it's something like that. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But like, I'm not sure if it's that one. That's a good question. I'm not sure, though. I, I'm I'm not sure where this is. I, I think Highway 15 is actually more like a rural, like farm okay. to market road here. I think it might be like the Highway de Los Americos or something like that. Yeah, but it's different things in different countries. I think yeah, this one picture, sure. instead of like an interstate picture, more like a kind of back, like two lane highway here in Texas. Okay. So in, uh, yeah, we, we would call those the bone roads back and, home. <laughs> to think of it this way too or something important to take note of here so within you know uh within six hours of stepping off stage he had a blindfold put around him and his wrists tied behind his back and he was knew he was going to die and they dumped him off they shot him in the head and dumped him off in some canal in a in a field in mexico and that was it that was the end of chilino sanchez i like to think that it was more honorable than that i he like probably- to think that I'd like to think that he uh, sacrificed uh, quite a bit to save his family. I just want to think mean, that. Yeah, that certainly could be the case, but I think it's just important to like kind of fully grasp what's going on here. When you see this, you're seeing someone that's getting a yeah. note that within six hours well, yeah. of getting watching this, note, this video, yeah, or he's going to be dead. Yeah, he's going to not only be dead; he's going to have blindfold around his eyes and his yeah. hands tied behind his back before they, and he's going to know in the back of this car within a couple minutes from being within a couple hours on stage, he's going to essentially be a prisoner on death row. Like he is, he knows within minutes he's going to die. That all happens within six hours. It's fucked up. It's real. It really is. Yeah. 
So with all of that, so on that mind, note, on that note, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's take it away. We're going to kick yeah. things out. We only Thanks, say that Brandon. so you can fully. I, I'm having such a great time. Yeah, we want right. everyone's having fun. We want you, to, but to fully understand it. So that's all. That's all. So that's what's important, and to really understand, to appreciate Chilino's life, we we need to appreciate what happens here. So, without any further ado, we are going to watch Chilino Sanchez Alma Enamorado in vivo. <clears throat> Seventy million views. We're going to add a couple more to that now. Here we go. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one, play. Yeah, we're doing it. So he's got the note. Someone's passed it up to him. This is so, the first song of his set. The way that I Look understand it. Yes, Look at him. First song. Oh, shit. Look at his like, face. He's terrified. What's he going to do? And the band just, has no idea. I mean... I guess I'll just start singing like a savage, first of all. Well, if you're going to go out, you might as well, you know? I mean, this is crazy. And his band, I, his band has no idea. How did they record this? Say that one more time. How did they record this? A lot of times they would have a camera guy going up on the, on the stage. And you it can see the place like is just packed out. Oh, as far as the sound, yeah, yeah, off the board. Yeah. This might even be like overdubbed video. I don't know. It could be, yeah. But what's important is you're seeing the actual video. All and all these, none of these people, Tolino and whoever passed on the note, are the only people there that really know what's going on. Everybody else is I like, think, "This is the best thing ever." Yeah, and I think that uh, accordion guy might be the most talented person in that room. You never know, dude. Some of these, these like a lot of these bands used to come through Merced, and they got some fucking players in them. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, they got some crazy instruments you like see that 12 string guitar all right so when you wear a hat like that do you do you put the sides up that high oh yeah i love like this is a point of contention among many but yeah chilinos that's an old school like 50s cowboy weight like high in the high in the brim dude really high in the crown high in the brim dude shorten around high in the crown as dale bridgie would say really oh wow like the more the way they wear them now is a little bit more like flat and wide, but uh, yeah, well, yeah. Chilino's, Chilino's you want sun that's how I wear protection. So that's, that's style. Yeah, get all the sun protection you want, nerd. We look fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can say like Chilino's finishing out this song like a champion. Right? This is amazing. This is, and he's only got an hour and a half left. Yeah. And it kind of like speaks to the like authenticity of the music. Like this is a music where you can't run. Like it's part of the culture. Like you can't just run off stage. Like if he was Isn't in like a British rock band, he would have just yeah. gotten off stage. But like right, he would have left. He'd be like you can't do all. that here. Yeah. No. Oh man, that's interesting. It's almost like a yeah. You see that in Eastern cultures as well. Yeah, that's if it, it was right? like Daft Punk, right? Like that's the end of the show. You, you yeah. pass Daft if Punk somebody Death threw Note. a beer on the stage, then Daft Punk would have left. Oh my god! But it's a it's a it's a commonality in a, that I think you see Dude. throughout like a, a lot of like whether that's hip hop, country, or narco corridos. That is a it, all of those musics require like a real authenticity on the performer's part. And like, if that authenticity, if that veneer is broken, your whole career is done. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. So like I it do. requires, like so he, that was the cost of him getting famous was to die. Yeah. This people die for this music, I guess is yeah. the ultimate like kind of message here is like, this is a unique type of music maybe a unique phenomenon in a time capsule in in our own kind of geopolitical history right now but it is um that is kind of the roughly the beginning of you know where this all fell off from like in the in the early 90s it was it was certainly a bad situation with the drug war and then it got really, really, really violent in Mexico, specifically northern Mexico, in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, when we talked about in the other episode. Well, like that's the only thing we people. Yeah. All right. So that's the only part of the, the world that we know about. Uh, there's, yeah. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. This doesn't count. This, this doesn't take into account Southeast Asia, 
the Middle East, uh, right. uh, like I mean, Africa yeah, the, certainly. The, Africa and the Middle East are some of the biggest ones, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and the the Golden Triangle in uh, yeah, in yeah. Southeast Asia, like, and those are just yeah, these are just laymen kind of talking off the top of our heads, but yeah, just it's not taking into account those either. You're right. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, just the whole world is is there's a, you know the 60s almost had it right there is a counterculture no 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 we can't give the boomers any credit here sean i'm not giving them a credit i'm giving okay, carry the, on okay. i'm giving the counterculture the credit that there there was there was another way of life uh, whether yeah, 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 what, yeah, yeah. As far as like a what, counterculture, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So whether you agree with it or not, this is what's been happening since the beginning of time, and uh, it's not going to stop. It really isn't. So no, yeah, I think um, certainly people. You mean like, and I think people doing drugs isn't going to stop. And this isn't an endorsement of people doing drugs, but like, no, we can certainly stop this dumbass drug war. Yeah. I think that would uh, I, help a lot. Yeah, I would. I would conservatively say that ninety percent of drug users are idiots. And okay, uh, yeah, I, I don't think a whole <laughs> lot of people are going to vehemently argue that. But I would say that conservatively, fifty percent of non-drug users, or users that get it from a doctor, are also idiots. I'm so, gonna say ninety percent of people are idiots. It's just so hard to say. And then some of them use drugs and some of them don't. Yeah. yeah and then here we go. are. Ninety-five percent are idiots. I'll 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 bet you up on that. I'll I see your ninety and raise you five. I appreciate your cynicism, but uh, I think what's unique here in the narco world, in the narco credo world, is that like it, it's you can see some of some parallels with like maybe like gangster rap, but you. We we as a large. Do you have one? Do you have a gangster rap? All right. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like we are aware. We as the the out the outer world or the kind of general world are aware of these cultures, largely because of the music they produce, not because yeah. of like yeah. the clothes the narcos wore or like the the other things that they did or. Well, they get so fucking famous. They get so fucking the music, famous. The music is yeah. an integral so part quick. of these cultures. Yeah, because of the the content they create. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just you're interesting, right, like how music yeah. has that uh, such a pull on, like it, as it seems to have this unique pull. It's like they don't. They certainly hire like artists to do murals of them, and they hire um, you know tailors to make them clothes, and they hire, um, like you said, like very well-renowned contractors to make their homes but who becomes really famous and like an, an integral part of the interwoven fabric of that particular culture is the musicians yeah yeah it's a strange phenomenon even even more so than the movie stars and i'm i'm beginning to agree with you that uh that is the case i We're was bringing on, them around was- folks I was on the other side of the fence saying that movie stars and TV stars were uh, the influencers in this world. But I think Brandon is right. You're never going to hear it again. So, uh, and that was a mere hour ago. That's all all that took. Soak it up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, An hour ago and and 10 uh, vodka cranberries. (laughs) It might be what it takes. Might be what it takes. Yeah, it's a, we hope you've enjoyed that uh, foray into, uh, you know, really interesting, really kind of topical, important topic. Uh, we are going to be got like one little happy thing coming up for a bunch of fucking pussies out oh, there. Man, but then October, need, uh, October, you guys, you all better lock it down Dude, for October. Right, it's so going to be brutal. I'm going to let everybody need- know right now. It's going to be rough. You think you've seen rough here before? None of you have seen nah, anything nah. like October. Trust me, Brandon. Brandon is off off the off the handle here. He he is uh, for sure speaking truth. Uh, death in reincarnate. Um, 
but oh, we're I, talking I, I, Halloween I, specials, my friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I would like to get something happy-go-lucky in before we get <sighs> all that. That's so boring. I want some like lollipops and rainbows and, gum, uh, and you know oh, unicorns and shit, okay. man. Just want to come so. thing. No, we got no. we got a couple. We got a happy thing. That's why I said we got a happy thing coming, and then but after this next little happy thing, you sons okay. of bitches better all buckle up because we're Fair in enough. red October. Fair enough. Dude, I got my fucking tinfoil hats ready to go. Oh, I've you don't even. Multiple. That's a good thing. We're talking, you yeah, know, multiple. I guess I should specify here. Yeah, I guess we do have a cool um, conspiracy corner coming up, but we're those doing are, those are the best. You get to see Brandon at his at his weakest. Should we? Should we? <laughs> I think my strongest, but thank you. Well, uh, no. You haven't slept for like three weeks. And then you when go, I'm at my most you, powerful, then you, come, dude. then you come on the air. That's when I'm at my most powerful. Oh, man. Oh, it's uh, so great. Um, well, I was gonna, we are going to start a new-ish. We've kind of done some stuff like this before, but a new kind of series, Music, Mystery, and Murder. So we're going to yeah. be delving down the, the, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, yeah, like we said, mystery and murder in the world of music. So we're going to be really kicking that off in October. And, Excellent. Um, yeah, be Party sure to check time. us out. We want to check us out. Be sure to go to the website that we're going to, we're going to really try and push all of our content there just in case like, I don't know, YouTube censors weird stuff and iTunes censors weird stuff. So like, so, if you want to make sure you don't miss anything, definitely go to the look- website literally everything available is on the website yeah 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 like i don't we don't do anything that's going to get like censored but like you know you never well, know. Yeah. you never know exactly yeah so we get go to the website and the website you might be wondering is alldamnight.com very simple to remember yeah so alldamnight.com uh, and obviously we're on all your favorite podcast platforms on um, all damn night podcast uh we are on instagram at instagram.com slash all night podcast the same thing for facebook um let's see what else we got i know there's something else in there oh yeah if you want to get a hold of sean uh sean s-e-a-n at all damn night and then damn right brandon at all damn night.com if you want to get a hold of me and i still feel oh yeah our youtube channel check us out on that youtube channel we've got lots of stuff on there it's each like kind of uh (laughs) but like place has its own thing so we yeah. have some unique stuff on youtube some unique stuff brandon's on got some really great content on youtube for but sure yeah everything is going to be consolidated if you need to find anything go to the website alldemnight.com and uh i guess that's all we got right uh anything else to add no there's still more to come well sure yeah there's lots more content coming but if you want to find any of it that's all the places you need to go alldemnight.com greatest music podcast in history i'm brandon that's Sean. We're out. See you. Yeah.